you're not going to be able to figure out how to go lit. No. Tonight, right? No, because uh, we would have to. Um, I guess to create an RSSS feed, we'd need to have some sort of hosting. I so we had hosting. We don't have hosting. I have hosting, but apparently it's only for one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> okay. Well, you know, so actually, it's interesting because in three weeks, and I mean, I don't know if we want to wait three weeks, but we only do this this once a week, so maybe th- three weeks is not necessarily a long time to wait. There's a. I I told you about that product, right? Or we could also venture into self-hosting. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. There's that product oh. that I sent you a link for, and it was called... Looks left to right. Uh, what was it called? There was a product, podcast, and you were like, don't you mean this? You oh, were yeah, 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 yeah. I still don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> I do remember that happening, but I don't remember specifically what you're talking about. Oh, gosh. So... This must have been a conversation. I couldn't give you uh, the blurb right now because <laughs> um, I thought of Castomatic or Castopod. You said something else. You said... Um, no, but I, th- there was like a two-letter difference between what I said and what you said. And uh, gosh, what was it? Anyways, it's an open source, you know, self-hosted podcast solution that's Integrated. I, I could probably just look it up because I know all these keywords, right? Um, self-hosted podcast solution, and it's BTC Pay Server. It's it's like natively integrated with BTC Pay Server. That's the, wait. Don't start it yet. Actually, see if this is the right version. No, that's the other one. That's the one without you. Whatever. Just play whatever you've got. You know. I could sing. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> the whole point of lit, right? We're doing it live. <laughs> yeah, but man, uh, shut I'm up. shy. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm shy for like the prem is not shy. It's hard to get prem stop. Wait, you're like doxing me all over the place. <laughs> Captain Brunch is not <laughs> 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 the artist formerly known as Prem. There is no prem. Just stop ringing. No, no, I don't really care. I mostly just do the, the Captain Brunch thing to respect your chimp thing. Yes, thank you. In the early couple episodes of, of, of Minor Details, I kept forgetting and, and saying my name. <laughs> I would have to go back in and edit a, a little, like, chimp. Well, that's funny. You know, we never got these... Well, because I never made the podcast... Um, the barking for this. <laughs> I have them. Oh, you, well, that's great. So whenever we decide to make that podcast that needs that, um, we can, you know. Are right, you ready? Not really, but life goes on. What, do you want the one with the vocals or without? Do we have both options right now? Yes. Oh, gosh. I mean, who's listening? Uh, do, if anyone who's listening... Wants to hear the vocal version, you should tell us you want to hear the vocal version. And if instead of hearing the vocal version, you would rather hear Prem try and sing over it. Yeah, the live er. vocal version. Captain Brunch. Could, your, your name is too long, Captain Brunch. You could just call me Captain. <laughs> Cap- <Like> Captain. <laughs> Brunster. Captain Tanakin. Captain B. All right, I'm making a decision for you. you 
All right, there's only so much I could do of that. <laughs> that was yeah. so long ago. Oh, good. You can think you're cutting it off because it gets weird right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just thinking, like, listening to stuff I mix now. I'm like, oh, my God, I've come a long way. <laughs> yeah. I still um, love that song, though. I got a little distracted, you know, just letting the song go on, and I was, like, looking for that answer to my question, um, oh, which if, if you didn't hear from before, the song I was I was trying to find a, a, like it was an announcement actually from the um, the Baltic Honey Badger Conference. So this was a Bitcoin conference that was happening in uh, Riga, the country of Riga. I think it's a country. No, <laughs> there's not a country called Riga, is it? it, it maybe it's Riga. not a country. It's in Latvia. Then I have a friend it, named Riga because it, it used to be a, like a, a, a yes. an arch archbishopric. It's in it's in Latvia, capital city. Yeah, it, yeah. It used to be independent, I guess. Um, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know the history well enough, so someone is going to kill me for saying the wrong thing about their country or their territory. So at this um, conference, it was announced. Oh, gosh, and now I can't. Like, I just found the thing, and then it disappears. Um, it was an announced integration with BTC Pay Server, and it's supposed to get launched in three weeks. It's called Pod Server, a new plugin for podcasters using BTC Pay Server. Self-host your podcast 2.0 with the pod server plugin. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't get to see the presentation. Uh, I don't know what, if they're going to upload them or not. It's a self-host your podcast, start podcasting 2.0 like a pro. Enjoy censorship resistance because you are in control of the feed and files. Earn sats using value for value model and streaming payments. So, I mean, the idea, you know, if, if you're not familiar with value for value and podca podcasting 2.0 is that uh, in the podcasting app itself, you can have either a wallet integrated with the podcasting app or you can have a, a wallet in the podcasting app and you can send Satoshis, the um, like the, the smaller unit of Bitcoin, um, to, to the podcasters. And this is proposed as a potential alternative model to the advertiser model, which... Um, you know, to some extent, I have a, a great disdain for. I don't like the advertiser model. Me neither. So the, the the opportunity then to self host your podcast is great because this means that you don't have to worry about the host ever cutting you off or cutting your podcast off from the public. Um, you know, it could be because of the content yet you're creating. It could be for whatever. It doesn't really matter what the reason is. Obviously, the concern is for censorship. So why not just self-host? If you already pay for electricity, you already have like devices, you know, like I've already got a Bitcoin, um, a Bitcoin node that I'm running. There's got to be some sort of bandwidth issue. Um, if you know, I mean, yeah, if you have like maybe 50 people listening to you, it's not a big deal. But if you have like thousands, thousands of people, you better have a good internet connection. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, we're, for, what we're talking about right now is, like, so the live thing is one, and, you know, that's a whole other thing I don't know about the live thing, right? Is that, okay, so right now we're going live, we're uploading to a single source, which is, you know, which is just the stream.audioghost.miami. But if we were to go live through these podcasts, would we have to have a second upload going from the same device? Like, do you hear what I'm saying? Like that's the, those are the kinds of things we're gonna have to figure out in terms of bandwidth. So my assumption is that um, you put something into the RSS feed that like that links people back to the stream. Yeah, and then so then it would just be the same stream. I would hope. Yeah. And so then when if, you turn if, it on, like those apps um, right now, it's just Curiocaster and Pod, uh, um, Podverse will recognize that this live tag is on. 
and then they'll they'll tell people, hey, listen here, and it just pulls it from the stream. That makes some good sense. And then tilt your mic like that a little bit like that. Yeah, just to get less of a pop. Okay, I'm probably still gonna get that. It's mostly the K's, I think. I need to get some water. Do you need any water? <laughs> I didn't think about that ahead. I mean, I did think about that ahead of time, and then I got distracted somehow. So I'll grab some water. I'll I'll play something else real quick. Starts off kind of weird, but it gets good. It starts weird, but it gets good. I guess I will take a water. Oh, wow. So, once upon a time, we used to have this um, mattress store. One of us had the key to the mattress store, so and the mattress store would just sit there whenever the store was closed, which was all night long. So we were like, hey, well, why not just go into this mattress store and like practice music? So I think a lot of this stuff might come from that era, though not necessarily all of it, not necessarily most of it. about this track a lot I remember you were laying I used to work at a mattress store yeah I already told him well I okay. didn't tell him who did though <laughs> and I remember Prem was laying down after eating a bunch of fast food he was just like ah it was probably Wendy's yes oh it's my voice so you started singing about butter song because this was like a real like done on the spot because we started doing this really weird jam and it kind of got like good and not good and then mark was like fuck it i'm gonna just start and then we just went into it and just one of my favorite songs like it's it's lukewarm 
you know, it's not like it's not hard. It's not cold. It's not like soft. Because it does it is pretty wet though. I think you were contemplating eating more. You're like, do I want to <laughs> go to sleep dry? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I think I think we should play. If you don't know me by now again, but like we should do the uh, like instrumental version this time, and then we introduce ourselves. All because right. we didn't do any of that stuff. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is still like pre-stream. But you know, again, this is not technically a podcast because we don't. We even though we're hosted by RSS.com. No, I'm hosted. Right, right now, we're just like streaming. <laughs> <laughs> we're being streamed by whom? Oh, Relia Stream. Relia Stream. Well, you know, shout out to Relia Stream. Give us a discount. <laughs> Did I already tell you about the... Did I talk last week about the Bitcoiner Films review thing that I'm going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like during the during the live stream? Not that much. Okay. Because I want to talk about that. I want to talk about... Um, I want to talk about the, the conference that I did. What else did I promise to do? Oh, and I have to send you the, the text so we can do this skit. I don't want me to send you the text. This computer only has email, pretty much. So email. <laughs> Chimp at audioghost.miami. Oh wow, that's convenient. Well, if you happen to come here from Stacker News, you're more than welcome to send me satoshis through the post that I made. Um, we'll be happy to accept that. This is actually a pretty common thing because I've 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 always wanted to like record stuff and for the many years we've been playing and many years I've been playing with different people I record everything and I always listen back to it I've listened back to hours and hours and I've always picked out my favorite stuff and I've listened to it like crazy I know everything no one else does that so when I play for someone else they're like this was me this was us and they don't remember anything it's not just you it's everybody yeah it doesn't <laughs> surprise me though because I mean this is like one of the only opportunities I, I like get to listen to this it's not like you're like making me mixtapes I mean it's always been on you're, you're not Dropbox. denying it it's always been on sync yeah all of this stuff yeah <laughs> well that's good Okay, so we're going to do another start a little late, but, uh, you know, if you've been with us so far, again, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. This is still, um, this is, you know, it's more or less pre-production. We still got some kinks to work out. Um, we're just trying to have a good time. We hope you're not having a bad time. It's Saturday night. Lit from Miami. I'm feeling lit. <laughs> and you're connected by Bluetooth again? Yeah. Cool. Man, this technology is just blowing my mind. It's getting so cool. 
Saturday night, you are with Captain Brunch and your boy Chimp. <laughs> Chimp, welcome to my room. It's a bit messy tonight. I would say a hurricane passed through, but it was just me. It's actually a lot better than my room. <laughs> Let's not go Rooms. there then. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, this is Miami. It's uh, been a really hot and humid summer. Uh, they keep telling me it's going to change soon, probably by the end of this month. To what? Well, I mean, I spend a lot of time outside, so just to not as horrible. I'll give it to late October, maybe mid-November. Well, they said it should start getting tolerable then, but just not as horrible like by the end of this month. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Depends on the, on the humidity and if there's a breeze. Because some nights are okay when it's not as humid. And then if you even in the day when you feel a breeze, you're like, ah. Oh. But if you have neither of those things, it's just hell. Yeah, you know what someone told me recently? They said if it's really hot and then it rains for like 10 to 15 minutes, all it does is increase yeah, the, it it the relative humidity um when it rains but, in the fucking morning it's the worst <laughs> but they said but if it rains for like three hours then that'll that'll cool it down a bit nice and it makes sense i just never really thought about it before i would never had to spend a lot of time outside at least not like doing physical labor which is what i do now you know if you're like planning to sweat or you're prepared to sweat then it's not so bad whatever i'm gonna sweat anyway but if you're like dressed up for work or you're going out or something, you know, and then you just sweat your ass off, it's the most uncomfortable thing. Yeah, the emotional state is a very important uh, contributing factor. Yo, so can anyone hear this um, air purifier? Because we've got it going on like full force. And I think it's I a can hear thousand it. watt. So why don't we, we need to turn it off or we can lower it. And it's gone. <laughs> Yeah, that's great because you know I, I like to keep my room purified. You know, I feel I feel like that's why I didn't get COVID nineteen for the third, fourth, or fifth time. However many, like I didn't get it again after however many times I had had it because of that air purifier. You never got tested, so I don't believe you ever had it. What do you mean I never got tested? Uh, so originally I did. I got an antibody test. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you and know, and that was like in August of twenty twenty. Yeah, that's pretty early. Yeah, yeah it was early. Young. And I had like long COVID symptoms too, right? I remember I had trouble sleeping for about three months. I thought that's because you took the vaccine. Man, you're getting the, 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 the chronology of this completely <laughs> off base. I took a Johnson and John. Thanks for doxing me and just spreading all my private <laughs> my private HIPAA information out to the internet. So I did take a Johnson and Johnson vaccine. My calculation was that I I wanted to travel. I was I was expecting this to kind of pass over quicker than it actually did. Um, but my expectation was that by getting a Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which in the beginning they promised us was going to be a one shot and done. One and done. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what that's 
is exactly and Straight specifically that is specifically why I got the Johnson and Johnson because that was the the theme at the time. I mean, now I don't think you're even allowed to get it. I think it's like illegal in, in most of the states or something. But I think they just stopped re-upping. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm, just, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but it, it's absolutely true though. In 2021, because I think I got it in March, and I I think I went to California twice in 2022 which you know some people might say why the hell would you ever want to go to california um but you know i had reasons and so i went to california and because of my you know at the time my one and done vaccine passport i was able to not have to get tested various times i'm so happy for you which you know in 2022 which we're in 2022 now yeah okay so even to 2022 i mean it's like with all these boosters and oh you know like mix and match and you should just get one of everyone get one of every vaccine and then (laughs) catch them all you know like i i hadn't i couldn't have imagined that that would have been the state of things and i didn't imagine that this was going to be what we were talking about right now but this is just what came out it's um yeah because you doxed me Um, oh here i'll dox myself i don't i don't regret (laughs) i don't regret having taken the the johnson and johnson vaccine because i don't think that uh, the vaccines are a plot to depopulate the earth or to sterilize humans. I'm absolutely willing to believe that these big pharmaceutical companies are careless and negligent and, and just wanted to just push drugs through. <laughs> I don't think they wanted to kill anyone. Um, I think they know they're going to kill people. This is It's not like they want Maybe maybe some of them do, right? I mean, these are big corporations. They've got it thousands of people with, working for them. It comes with comes with with the territory. They're going to kill people. No yeah, you know, what. it's like no one ever says this about a hospital. You know, like a hospital. I've seen like we have got hospitals all over South Florida, and they actually expand, or one hospital will buy another hospital, or they'll open a new location and a new construction. They'll do a new development. No one ever says, oh, like people are going to die there. Like, oh, they just want to build that so they can kill people. You know, they just want to get people in there. And, and the reality is that all kinds of people die in hospitals. And some of them die from infections they get while in the hospital. Like, this is a huge under um, underexposed thing in, I don't know if it's just the United States or if it could be worldwide, but that um, the air filtration systems in the United States are such that a lot of people get sick in hospitals because little germs that someone else like so, so imagine you're on the same floor as someone who's got some horrible viral infection respiratory not covid just whatever whatever people used to have before covid and i i, I didn't see what what did you point at me I, I i can't think about two things at a time i'm trying to tell a damn story <laughs> like you know i'm trying to get in the moment and you're just trying to distract me showing me texts that what, what was I even talking about now? You see, oh yeah, so you're on the fl- same floor as someone with a horrible airborne viral infection and you, you're, you're getting waited to treat, be treated for something completely unrelated, but they're breathing the same air as you. I mean, they're sitting there like exhaling all that crap. I mean, not, I guess not so much these days because you have to wear masks in the hospitals. I wonder if that has significantly affected the transmission rate of airborne viral infections in hospitals. You know, like completely unrelated to, you know, like to COVID-19 itself, but the act of having worn the mask because, so to speak, of COVID. I wonder if it had a correlated effect. I'm sure the, the, the fact that everyone is now either 
washing their hands like crazy or using hand sanitizer like crazy. Like my my mother, for example, can't go anywhere without her fucking little bottle of hand sanitizer. Every two seconds, she's like offering it to 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 me or my dad, and we're just like, oh god, fuck off. So all right, so because Panda Man's bringing it up, so you said you were gonna dox yourself, so you are a pure blood, right? Me? Oh yes, of course, <laughs> of course. Wow, <laughs> wow. So uh, I did my own. <laughs> <laughs> I did my own. Um, What's it called? Research. You did your own research. No, no. Um, I was the the research subject. I, I used to work at a what's it called a um a grocery store. Oh yeah, supermarket through the through the pandemic. So I was gonna get it no matter oh, what. Gosh, I remember those days. And it so, took me a year to get it though. Yeah. So imagine this. This 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 fellow had to deal with hundreds and hundreds of strangers every single day, and. You had and how, do you remember how many times you got tested before you came out positive? Mm, I would only do it anytime I felt sick, but then I also had allergies. And can you imagine this is the kind of crap that pe- we talk about? Like we're so like these people and these governments and these institutions have so traumatized us and shooken up our lives that we're reminiscing <laughs> about when we first got infected with COVID nineteen. I remember there was this guy who was kind of like um. He like I would say a few months before the pandemic started, he was already buying a ton of of rice mm-hmm. and beans and grains. He would just he, he was like, "There's stuff's about to happen, man. I'm I'm buying all this shit." I'm like, all right, man, I'll order for you, whatever. And then poosh, he was ahead of the curve. Yeah, and in a lot of ways a lot of things haven't recovered yet. I think we talked about this with Panda last week about like the um supply chains. Whatever. Yeah, we all know supply chains are messed up. And they're having more and more lockdowns in China, so Oh yeah. Gosh, it's like I don't even hear about it anymore. Like one city with 19 million, one another city with like 21 million. Okay, I heard something and maybe someone's going to hate me for bringing it up, but did Uh-oh. you did you know that Marjorie Taylor Greene, do you know MTG? who that is? She got she got swatted twice. I heard, yeah. That's nuts. That's nuts. Um, and f- I don't know if it's funny. I it's it, it's funny as long as no one gets killed. <laughs> I'm joking. Yes. It's, it's definitely not funny. It's it, it's it's a I'd strange. I'd be pissed off. Like that's a ch- that's like where one of my dogs will probably get shot. I mean, I'm pissed that the SWAT team exists. So. So to have them sent to someone's house is also not very good. I remember my um, one of my high school teachers told me a story. Uh, one time, the SWAT team came in and raided her home and ha- had her husband on the floor, and they raided the whole house. And then they were like, "Oh, wrong place. Let's keep. Let's go next door." That's completely absurd. And then you're not allowed to sue them. Apparently, nope. They didn't say shit. They were just like, "Peace." Yeah, that's sad. America these days, right? What? I mean, I don't even know what America is these days because I feel like I'm so, somewhat disconnected from the mainstream discourse, but at the same time, not. Like, all these millions and millions of people who live in Twitter, like, like, do they live in the same universe as me? No, you guys live in a bubble. And you guys even, like, call mm-hmm. yourself by the, by the bubbles that you live in, whether it's, like, 
crypto Twitter or it's like history like Bitcoin, Twitter, Twitter. Or, or whatever Twitter. And like it's I'm someone who does not have Twitter and have never used Twitter. And it's amazing how like you guys have your own little groups. You know, what's crazy. <laughs> I totally meant to say TikTok and it was like a Freudian slip. <laughs> you said Twitter. And I said Twitter. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I, it's even worse. Wow. I know. Right. I'm impugning myself. The programming is deep. I know. It's terrible. Well, at least I will say one thing about Twitter is that I don't let the algorithms get to me. Yeah, that's what you think. I mean, I still use the crap out of it. No, because I have a service called TweetDeck. And what it does is it shows me the feed live. So it's almost as though you were setting it, you know, because it has it has two feed settings. And I'm, I'm rolling my eyes because I'm sitting here explaining the, me- the mechanics of a social network to someone who doesn't use it. You can either let them kind of sort your feed of the people you follow based on what they think is going to get give the most engagement or you can choose to set it by like chronology so the most recent posts and then as you scroll down it's like older and older and older so with tweet deck it's only chronological the you, you avoid the the algorithm messing with it and then with tweet deck i also have all of these columns so i like i i even though like if you go to my twitter account I mean, should I be ashamed that I'm admitting this? If you go to my Twitter account... See, he's doxing himself. I know, right? (laughs) Um, You see that I'm following like 200 people, and I'm followed by like 400 people, which, but... I actually probably follow like 700 people because of all these columns that I have. And and you can see it above my shoulder. I mean, I've got all these columns. One of them is my home feed. Then one of them is Miami News. One of them is crypto, etc. So that's where I put people who are not bitcoin maxis but i think they might have something interesting to say it's it's potential prey no it's called etc though because you know like they might actually they might not actually be crypto you know so it's like that's like this middle ground not that i'm into crypto and then it's bitcoin or bitcoin then bitcoin development operations and then notifications so you know i do have like probably my smallest one is the btc devops and that's like mostly just like so there you go. Your entire Twitter experience is based on like one thing. And in this, this case, it's Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, but I also have the Miami News column. And then I got the crypto, et cetera, where I got, you know, it's a lot of other stuff. Well, too. Bitcoin and Bitcoin adjacent. Yeah. And, you know, I think eventually I'm going to tire out of that. You know, that's what happened to me the first time. So, you know, when I first heard about Bitcoin and, you know, just consuming so much, but then nothing not that nothing interesting was happening, but the things that I was hoping would happen weren't happening soon enough. So I got like frustrated and I kind of like tapped out and didn't pay attention for a while. And then, uh, and then Bitcoin went to like 40,000 or something. And I was like, okay, I guess I pay attention again. So, you know, that's again, the rehashing of my like Bitcoin biography. That's, I think that's also why I do Bitcoin brunch though, is to try to like, make it more than just me consuming like tremendous amounts of information from people who I don't even talk to, who I don't know, um, who, who's like output is too slow to satisfy my, my like ravenous desire for progress in the Bitcoin economy. But money's important. I don't know. Like we both have full-time jobs. So I, you know, I think you could, understand that money's important so i'm trying like and i think that bitcoin is the future of money so i'm like it's i'm 
perhaps in some senses it's a perilous or it's a futile effort, but I'm trying to follow the pulse because I want to, there's like something that's going to happen at some point and I want to know about it soon enough so I can be a part of it. You don't want to be left behind? No. Fear of missing out? It's it, but it's like, yeah, it's a FOMO, but for a FOMO for the future. Um, and it's not getting rich. It's a FOMO for the future. <laughs> <laughs> is that related to um, Saudaji? Saudaji. No, because Saudaji is missing, right? Is like the, the, the fault, the fault of something, the, the, um, which is Saudaji is a Portuguese word and I'm half Brazilian. So I think that's where, that's where Chimp is coming up with that. Um, a longing for something that you've may have or may have never had. Maybe it's something, maybe like it's some sort of Freudian like um, womb thing, you know, like the, I, I want to feel the warmth of the womb again. And so like, I'm hoping that like Bitcoin will create that community <laughs> that will make me feel warm <laughs> again, uh, like the way only my mother could. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, but again, like it's money is just such an important thing. It dominates so much of our life, like 40 hours. That's a third. No, it's not because of the weekends, but you know, it's like a fourth a fourth of our week, right? Like a fourth of our years spent working, maybe more, depending on some people. Some people work a lot, right? And it's just to get money to to do something. And so, you know, I'm very concerned about that. And I'm, I would say optimistic. A lot of people think I'm very pessimistic just because I predict a lot of calamity and horrible things that are going to happen. I don't predict them specifically. I just predict that, bad and horrible things will happen and then people look at me and they're like oh you're so pessimistic and i'm like no i mean it's just that's that is civilization and relax society. Graham, just get some crypto you'll be happy <laughs> i saw someone complaining about um too many wallets too many wallets oh i have a wallet for this and that and blah 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 and i want to get a lightning wallet <laughs> like you don't need all that other crap anyway man <laughs> yeah it's tough you know it's funny um, so this morning I kind of flipped out on my dad because he sent me a, it's like, I have a, a strained relationship with my father and it's, and, and if you needed to understand why, let me just pull up since, since I'm here in my office and I'm going to go to discord. So this guy sends me a mess. I love my father, right? The guy created me. He's what brought me to the planet. Well, at least he helped it along. And so he sends me a message. I haven't heard from him in a little while. We don't talk that often. So he goes, so I encourage you to purchase $100 of elephant dung money token. Just hold it and check it once a month or so. Love you guys. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Are you are you serious? Are you ser- and, but, and you guys don't even know how many times I've had, I, like, I, I just keep telling him, like, stop putting money in this dung token. And he keeps doing it. He's like, no, the dung smells so good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's like, there's 18,000 people who agree with me that this dung is delicious. So I just want to stuff my face into it. You're supporting the network. <laughs> oh, God, it breaks my heart. So I went on like a whole rant and I'm like, I don't want you to talk to me about crypto anymore. I don't want you to tell me about any investments anymore. I don't want, no, like this is not the relationship I want to have with my father. Because I'm just going to end up yelling at you all the time. <laughs> who? You. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because I'm just going to yell at you. 
Because because you know already it's been like a couple of weeks since we've talked, and now the only reason you're talking to me is because you want me to put a hundred dollars in your <laughs> dumb money token. Can't you just accept him for who he is, a shit coiner? <laughs> oh, and so the sick, sick, ironic part is that this is the fellow who years ago paid for my ticket to the North American Bitcoin conference, like when Bitcoin was. At a much lower price. <laughs> so he's so preoccupied with getting rich. And like he could he could have been filthy rich. Yeah. He had the opportunity. So so he definitely missed out. And this is the pro- the problem is that he's got he has the FOMO, but it's not FOMO, it's not FOMO for the future. It's FOMO for the past. He he doesn't want to miss out on another Bitcoin. And he's just missing out on the Bitcoin that already exists. That's what that's what makes me sad. I'm like, you dumbass. Yeah, I think that's mostly what it is. People are just trying to make money. And, you know, everyone wants to make money. But you got to work for it, you know? I don't want to make money. It just doesn't come from the sky. I want things. <laughs> I want air conditioning. I want, like, a large computer monitor. I want a fancy microphone. I want a, a comfortable mattress to sleep on. Like, I want the, I don't want to make money. And this is something I get. I get into, like... A riff with a lot of okay, people. Okay, so then sell all this shit. No, but or I have all those things that I said I wanted. I have them. So um, you could trade this mattress for a new monitor. You don't need this mattress. Oh, I absolutely need that mattress. That mattress is a Kirkland Signature Stearns and Foster mattress. So like Stearns and Foster is the luxury brand that Sealy bought, and it might not be handmade anymore, but it's a really high quality mattress. It's got memory foam in it. Um, it's got pocketed coils. The pocketed coils are double coiled. Wow. Okay, so it's got like a, a, a mini coil wrapped kind of like in the the, uh, the bigger coil for like extra, cut, like, um, what do you call it? Uh, when it contours and like takes the shape of your body. You should know this word because you used to work in a mattress place. Yeah, but can you buy it with Bitcoin? Hmm. I mean, so in a roundabout way, yes, because you could use your Bitcoin to buy a bunch of Visa gift cards and you, know, you could use that Visa gift card to go to Costco. And so this is a Costco exclusive. And I don't know, I kind of always wanted a Stearns and Foster mattress, but I wasn't that sold on. OK, I know I'm, I'm going to stop talking about mattresses. <laughs> please. Yes, please. Uh, That's one thing I never really liked about, you know, um, yeah, you sure you could buy anything with Bitcoin? Just buy a bunch of gift cards. Uh. Oh, so let me tell you about the Bob, and maybe you'll be interested, because I feel like this could be an interesting project. Did you see my post? I, I mean, it was on Podcast Index, the Telegram chat. So I was saying, and I've said this so many times in so many places, that what's going to happen? A parallel economy will rise, in which. The, the goods and services offered in this parallel economy can only be acquired with Bitcoin. The, the participants in this marketplace will not accept fiat currency. They're just going to make this decision. I don't know when this is going to happen. I don't know how this is going to happen. But the idea then is, like as a musician, it makes perfect sense for me to propose the Bitcoin ban. So the Bitcoin ban is a Bitcoin-only band 
makes music. And you know, it, it's it. This is like as far as the concept goes, right? So in terms of the content of the music itself, I don't have like a preference or a prescription, or I haven't made a decision. It's just again the idea of a band who is exploring the culture of Bitcoin only. Uh, that means trying to figure out how to uh, find an audience, to establish a relationship with that audience. To so when you say Bitcoin only, does that mean you'll only work? For Bitcoin or accept Bitcoin in any way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's a very ideological stance, but the idea... I like it. Yeah, the idea is to... Don't get paid anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm writing this essay. I haven't finished it yet, but if for some reason Eastside Tony is listening to this... Uh, Eastside Tony? Tony, I am working on this essay for you. I feel like it's two-thirds done, and... Um, yeah, so I talk about in this essay the need for that the need for people to do the Bitcoin only thing because as long as we keep interfacing with the dollar, it 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 creates noise in the signal. And that noise makes it hard for us to actually discern what our values are. Um dollars and uh, the dollars are as long as dollars exist it's going to be a problem, right? Because dollars cost different Things to, it costs different to different people. It doesn't cost the same to everyone. If you have an express window to the Federal Reserve, you can get a lot of dollars for much less than you or I can get them like on loan from a bank or from some sort of financial institution or from a loan shark in an organized criminal organization, right? Like that's the worst case scenario. And so instead, like the bankers have this kind of inverse uh, organized criminal organization where they get the money for free, basically, uh, or they can print it depending on what the circumstances are. So Bitcoin, um, as long as people can buy Bitcoin with dollars, it's going to create noise in the signal. But the idea is that by being Bitcoin only, it creates this barrier to entry or sort of like, again, a proof of work mechanism. I love that metaphor and I probably bring it up a lot. You have to have the Bitcoin. So either you already had it or you have to go out of your way to get some. And, you know, it's what that requires. It kind of creates this circumstance where you have to have something that is good enough, unique enough, um, desired enough to overcome that little barrier. Right. Because if someone could get the same product from somewhere else and just spend fiat, like if I could just spend my credit card, well, that's great because then I can spend my credit card and then I can pay off my credit card with my fold card and then I'm going to get Bitcoin back for paying, you know, so all like all these, this whole chain of thinking that can go along. So it, it can't be, a, a, what do they call those goods? Um, it can't be a competitive good. It has to be a, a unique enough good or experience. There has to be, um, a high enough demand to break that. And so the Bitcoin band, the idea is they have to figure out what that is, right? Like maybe just having really good music is is enough. And so then the Bitcoin only band has to, to make really good music, but maybe that's not enough, right? So maybe they also X, Y, and Z, right? Like, I don't know what else it takes. Well, I mean, yeah, you definitely want really good music, but it's also a matter of, because would this also be value for value? Um, um, would you be, would you have all the music there for anybody? And then if you want to accept any sort of 
value, it would have to be Bitcoin only. Or if you want, if somebody wants you to, to play at an event, it would. That's that's where where I see where the real, um, I guess, bottleneck would happen. Was like, okay, if you want us to work for you, you guys pay us a Bitcoin. But just enjoying the music, it's it's. I mean, for me, it should be just available to anybody. Yeah, and of course, I agree with you. I mean, to me, that's much more in line with the kind of ethos of Bitcoin. And I write about that in the essay that I will be giving at some Bitcoin brunch in the future. Um, just that the idea of, of relying on the the copyright and the trademark system right. as your source of profits, like that, that's relying on violence or that's relying on the threat of violence as a deterrent. Um, and f- like regulation as as um what was it like regulation as enforcement you know so it's just the idea that the threat that we're going to come after you is enough i mean that's that's mutually assured destruction in a way right so it's just that you know you know we have this weapon so if you if you dare to violate the copyrights we will i I always think back about this it was like a, a mother a housewife and she had shared a song on something like napster and they sued her for millions of dollars. And then I think she lost the lawsuit. And I just this article traumatized me. Because that's what it is. Right? Like they probably ruined that woman's life. Heads on pikes. <laughs> you know, I mean, she like she was I think she was married. I think she had kids. And like if she was married, her husband's probably screwed now, right? He has to probably take on a lot of the responsibility for the debt. Because it's not it's not just it's not the criminality, it's the civil, it's the the damage that she's done to this corporation for sharing the music. A lot of people don't think about that aspect of music, of they just, oh, I just want to enjoy it. And that's another part of the the problem. That's why I want to be Bitcoin only, because when you're in this middle ground, and I write about this in the essay. <laughs> And because it's all natural to the conversation is that when you're in this middle ground where you're doing both, I I say, I say like you got your body lying in the fiat world, but you're dipping your toes in Bitcoin, you know? And so when you're doing that, it's, you're still complicit then in all that other crap. And you're just doing the Bitcoin thing for convenience or you're hedging, you know, okay, ah, well maybe, maybe someone will send me a bunch of Bitcoin. So just in case I'm going to, I'm going to take Bitcoin. The Bitcoin only ban makes a, sends a clear message that like no, we're not participating in not just the like the insanity of the music business, but the insanity of the dollar itself. Like any of that insanity, we're just stepping away from that. And maybe that's enough to encourage Bitcoin again. I mean, assuming you like the music, but I I expect that some people would support even if they don't like the music. Just because they support the ethos, they yeah, support the culture. Yeah, uh, yeah, that first mover thing, right? It's like having the opportunity to start setting or discovering best practices. You know w- w- what works? What what are the ways that a Bitcoin only ban can sustain itself? And I, th- I think, as we've mentioned already, we've got day jobs, so. Um, I think it's also important, again, about this thing about like the two worlds is that because our day jobs are not musicians, we can approach it from a completely sort of um, 
like a liberated kind of perspective because it's like, well, we're just doing it because we want to, because we like it. This is the freedom that I, like I, I hear so much of that in, in the podcasting 2.0 podcast when you're listening to Adam and Dave is that they are not doing it to get rich. They're not doing it to pay their bills. They're doing it because they they've already got their 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 stick or their um you know their their careers that they that they've established that they that pays their bills and it is work right i mean what we're doing so far it is work like the research the time it takes you to get here setting up these equipment it's all work right but we do it because it's fun because we enjoy it because we want to create something that brings us joy and maybe we can share the joy with others i think that's one of the big things we talk about a lot right is that we want to try to connect the joy that we can have with the joy that others might have from listening to us. Yeah, maybe inspire them to do the same. I would hope so. Um, so, you know, I've beat around the bush a lot, and I kind of want to bring it up a little bit, was about the podcasting 2.0. Um, I know we talk about this every week, and we will talk about it less and less right after a musical interlude. Thank you for being with us on LitCast. Podcasting 2.0 is an effort by a bunch of people spearheaded by Adam Curry and Dave Jones. They've got a podcast that they release every Friday. They call it, well, it's called Podcasting 2.0, but they call, you know, the time that they spend together on that podcast, the board meeting. They invite different people who are important or who are doing movers and shakers in the Podcasting 2.0 community. It's an attempt to save podcasting from homogenization, from um, monoculture, from a a handful of corporations, namely Apple 
and Spotify controlling the whole ecosystem. Uh, an ecosystem which is meant to deliver a medium that in it of itself is independent of these ecosystems. You know, the idea that uh, the RSS feed or technology that was invented a long time ago in a much, well, not, I mean, in terms of internet age, right? A long time ago. And, And it's a solid, strong technology that delivers updates to people. It's fantastic. Real simple syndication. And so Podcasting 2.0 is attempting to prevent companies like Spotify and iTunes slash Apple from controlling that ecosystem, from being able to censor people, from being able to choose who can and cannot participate, from creating walled gardens um, and and making it hard for people to, to put their podcasts out there to get listened to. Um, podcasting, even though it's been around for such a long time, still has that kind of um, like amateurish garage entrepreneur kind of feel to it where it's like it's still open and inviting for anyone to give it a shot yeah it's like passing around your mixtape you know Uh, but so to yeah um it, it allows us to express ourselves as an easy and simple low friction way it's not the lowest friction way obviously and a company like let's say spotify through their anchor platform makes it really easy for people to produce a simple podcast. And I think that's one of the problems is that like we were talking about before, people just, they don't, they don't care about all the background. They don't care about how the sausage gets made. They just love that it tastes so good. So it's the same thing with music. It's the same thing with podcasting, but we have an opportunity with both music and with podcasting to liberate ourselves, you know, by breaking the chains, like as creative people, I know that's a break that the with, chains. Is that what Fleetwood Mac was thinking about? Um, definitely not. But there's a guy, there's a a wild guy named Gerald Salenti, and he he liked to say that phrase, "Break the chains." And he meant, you know, and and it, he he's got like this shtick. I don't know if he still goes through it. Um, he's a publisher of the Trends Journal, an interesting publication trying to talk about trends, more of like a conservative bent. And and his whole thing with breaking the chains was that we've lost a sense of quality. You know, that America was founded on a lot of ideals of, of industriousness, of um, having goals, of trying to build something to establish an, a foundation for a new culture, for new families to start. And uh, we've succumbed to a bunch of monoculture to a bunch of fast food chains to cheap housing to you know low quality almost everything you know something that i've ranted about a lot lately is mass production oftentimes lead to a lowering of quality it lowers prices also i mean many people would argue that they would rather suffer some decrease in quality to have access to things that they would otherwise not be able to access but then there's other people, and, and I'm hoping that there's more and more every day. It's something that I'm constantly arguing for, is for people to start demanding quality, especially if, if you can afford it, right? Like if you're, not, if you're not hard to do, then expect higher quality in your life and you're going to enjoy it more. <laughs> Definitely. I, th- I think a lot of people have uh, problems 
enjoying their lives. And it might be because they, uh, they're expecting, they're accepting too many low quality experiences. Well, yeah. When it comes to sound, like, like if you're not used to something, I guess of quality, then you're not going to tell a difference and it doesn't, it, it doesn't really matter to you. It's like, it's that argument with, um, with, you know, of guitars and tube amps and how they're so much better, but you know, can you really tell a difference if you're not <laughs> in that world that you're in that bubble? And it's the same for like for myself, like like um, doing audio engineering, and everything. Like I, I get so used to like quality, quality, and then you and and you hear things, and you hear like podcasts, or even just in general, just just audio, it just sounds like shit. You start like analyzing everything, but like most people when listening to music or to the podcast, are not paying attention to that. They're just focused on the content. You know, it's, it's, I was, it's a double-edged sword, you know? Yeah. I, I was listening to some songs from, let's say like the early 2000s from like bands that weren't very famous and the quality of the recording was like pretty low and, and I'm thinking about like, oh man, and like this 192 BPS rec- like f- version of this file is the highest quality file that exists on the internet of this song. KVPS. Excuse me. KVPS. And it's because the 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 band is never going to be famous enough for anyone to like go look for the master recordings or something and to to you know to re-release that. Um the band probably doesn't own the master recordings and and all that's left since I didn't buy a CD at the time all that's left is that is you know is this file you know these files and there's a lot of songs like if you know if you're if you're into any kind of like you know independent music that didn't get too popular you'll you you come across a lot of tracks and you're like wow like this recording is garbage yeah and there's nothing to do about it and and so i guess the reason why i'm going on this rant is because still though some of my favorite bands and some of my favorite songs are crappy recordings so th- there's also there's an interesting aspect of like being able to perceive and experience the essence of something like the idea of something regardless of the shortcomings. And that's a, that's an interesting thing also. Yeah, you're still getting value out of it one way or another. Yeah, and so this kind of goes to like this issue that that we're sort of prancing around where it's like is the quality of the music today like is it really good like let's say the and i don't listen to popular music today so i I couldn't i couldn't even make an accurate or honest assessment about it it's just a general question like is the quality of the music today good or is it just very catchy is it you know very well designed to sell again like this this mass production thing like because the the consumer they just they're just know that they like it they don't necessarily know that they maybe could have liked something else more because they didn't care to explore or to discern, right? They're not, most people are not connoisseurs. Right. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a formula that they're following. It, we were just talking about this with Marcus yesterday. With, with video games, AAA games is the same bullshit that they're, that they're trying to follow with, um, with Marvel movies and everything. It, it's just like, there's always a script to everything. It's, it's, and it just, it just comes out as garbage, you know. It's it's not actually. 
I don't know how to phrase it. But it's just it's 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 definitely low quality, but it's getting more and more expensive. I think the word contrived, you know, so it's forced. Yeah, definitely forced. And I think a lot of people are not trained to notice that. They're because you know, so we have the phrase suspend your disbelief. But it's like okay, so but if you're still getting enjoyment out of it if you still enjoy going to see these shitty marvel movies and you don't mind paying the money then like where's the argument what's the difference oh because i guess what i'm one of the things that i'm getting at is you know i've seen i can recall some movies where there will be like a long scene like maybe one shot will take 10 15 20 seconds and it'll perhaps it'll be very picturesque maybe it'll be a landscape maybe it'll be whatever it is but it'll require your patience for you to enjoy it, you have to be a patient person. You have to be able to sit there and just, you know, live in that moment and let that moment slowly pass you by. And a lot of people are like, no, this is boring. Right. And it's like, it's just 10 seconds. Like it's just 15 seconds. I mean, if you watch most popular movies and it's just like, just like music, there's so many cuts, so many cuts. I mean, hundreds of cuts in these films how completely artificial and everyone has a witty line everyone has the perfect line like these conversations don't happen <laughs> never also i mean the whole editing process <sighs> but like have movies okay so is that is that a new thing have have movies always been like that is that is that a new thing um did people enjoy if movies weren't like that before did people enjoy them more you know is, is it a attention span thing do, do, do we have phones to blame like yeah so i think it's partly training you know so it's like habituation um i mean i i see it in myself i see it in like my current habits versus habits i used to have things i used to be able to do that i can't do anymore and i know it's because of the technology like and what? because of I can't think of it at the moment, but oh, I, I hardly read books anymore. I love books. I love books. I've read a bunch of books. Hardly read books anymore. You got a book right there. It's constantly updating your your yeah, but uh, that's, Twitter deck. You see, but like the tweet deck. Um, these things are not books, though. It's a different medium, right? So it's still it's still language. It's still the written language. It's still me reading, but it's it's not the same medium. And it's a different experience. There's definitely more of that kind of instant pleasure, like I need a hit, I need a hit, I need a hit, versus again that that like letting the moment kind of drag along a little bit, let the emotions simmer, let your feelings develop, you know, like explore different ways of feeling. And now it's just like, no, I just need a hit, I need a hit, like give me a hit. I think it's somewhat related because I was um, saying the other day how it's hard for me to get into an audiobook. I can listen to podcasts all day and like, I'm doing other things and walking the dogs and this and that. But an audiobook for, for me was a little more difficult. I had to like concentrate more. I had to go back and go back. And I realized that when I'm, I'm in a different mood when I'm reading a book, you know, I'm, it's, you know, I don't have dogs distracting me. I'm not doing something else. I'm actually sitting and reading the book and putting myself in this world, getting immersed. You know, it's immersion. And it's hard for me to do that with audiobook. I have to train my brain to, you know, like turn off the lights or something and just not have those other stimuli just jumping at me. Yeah, I think I can do podcasts, but not audiobooks. Because like with podcasts, I think 
I probably don't give it my full attention. I do it in the car a lot too. I feel like it's funny. An old roommate of mine, Andy, he said driving is a nine. It follows the ninety ten principle. Ninety percent of the time, it requires only ten percent of your attention, but ten percent of the time, it requires ninety percent. Um, something like that, right? So it's true, though. <laughs> so well, you know, with pod, it's easy to listen to a podcast then, because most of the time you can kind of follow along the conversation. And then if you can't, you know, whatever. There's that little moment where you can't pay attention, then you could just rewind it a little bit. Um, but if it was a if it was a, a a story like a book, a novel, some big essay, it would be much harder because you'd have to maintain like that, you know, that that. Uh, attention the flow to, yeah yeah to the narrative itself you couldn't you couldn't just kind of like release the narrative and come back again whereas with podcasts it's kind of conversational so even if you missed a couple things like it's still you could probably still follow along in most yeah, cases it's like skimming through an article versus deep reading yeah mm. oh yeah so you know podcasts we like podcasts right <laughs> uh, i like podcasts what, what what have you been listening to lately uh, I have less time to listen to stuff. Really, it's just no agenda and uh, podcasting 2.0. I used to listen a lot to this one um, pixelated audio. Uh, these two guys, I think out of, out of California. And just a lot of old video game music. Like They specifically go for obscure video game music that most people haven't heard of. And I've listened to a lot of great music from them. But even that I haven't listened to in a while. It's mm-hmm. just... Yeah, I, I consume a tremendous amount of podcasts. Especially because I can oftentimes do it at my job um i've been listening to we're not wrong that's an interesting podcast with three um kind of like political type podcasters and they're just kind of have a an on a conversation about things uh it's got jen briney from the congressional dish podcast and i've i listen to that pretty religiously um I've also been listening to this kind of interesting, the fall, uh, it's called Fall of Civilizations podcast. Mm. And wow, these each episode is like three hours long, but he goes into pretty, pretty good depth about the fall of different civilizations. I just watched, uh, listened to an episode about the Aztec Empire, and that was really cool because I learned a lot of things I didn't know about um, that they did not teach me in school when I was learning about the fall of the Aztec civilization. Nice. Um, I'm going to look that up. Fall of civilization. Yeah. Fall of civilizations. It was, and I don't remember where I heard about it, but it, it was a great recommendation. Yeah. Uh, I definitely enjoy a uh, history podcast. I used to listen to the one, um, history of the, of the English language. Oh yeah. I remember you telling me about yeah, that. that I, I, I never, I never got too much into it because I was He's always distracted drab. by other things. He's very drab. Like, <laughs> Let me just go through some of these things. Well, yeah, I also listen to No Agenda podcasting 2.0. Like that's a great analog. Like, like he had a lot of great content, and he you could tell he took the time to like really research stuff. But he was just so boring, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same thing. Great music, but the recording is so shitty. You know, I wish it could be better. Yeah, <laughs> I listen to a podcast called Explaining Brazil because I'm half Brazilian, and it's like one of the few English language pot. I mean, I could listen to it in Portuguese, but then I, you know, I'd have to pay a lot more attention to it than I could if I was listening to something in English. Um, the only issue is that like, I don't agree with a lot of their politics and it's, you know, I'm very idealistic and opinionated about journalism. In my opinion, like when you're consuming journalism, the, like it, it should try to be unbiased, at least in the sense of 
like if you had a bias to, to be clear about your biases, but instead most journalists try to uh, promote an air of objectivity without without feeling any kind of need to admit their biases, you know? So like you could be a rampant liberal or a rampant conservative, but you're like, but no, you know, I'm, I do my job professionally. And then you get like MSNBC and Fox news, you know, like this is what people think. This is what like, and I don't even know if they think it, but so it's the same thing. It, it was really funny. I, I've been trying to go through like the entirety of this podcast has been around for four years and they had, um, like a lot of over over 150 episodes so i finally made it back all the way to four years ago and they started the podcast when um like dilma Rousseff, she was a female president she got um impeached so they kicked her out she was replaced by uh, michelle temer a, a guy and and then he 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 finished the term and then he did not run for re-election because there's all kinds of like or maybe he did there's a lot of drama so the guy who won that election was the current president, Jair Bolsonaro. And it was really funny because in that election from four years ago, because they're having another election this year, they said about Jair Bolsonaro something to do with like, oh, you know, well, uh, we don't want to demonize him or, you know, we don't want to like over-exaggerate and... um Basically, I think it also had to do with Trump. It was basically like, you know, we don't want to start calling these people fascists and blah, 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 blah. And then four years later, this is exactly what they're doing. I mean, <laughs> like, oh, okay. The parallels between Brazil and the United States are, are startling and it bothers me so much. They're like, okay, Jair Bolsonaro suggests that he won't accept the results of the election. Just like they used to say about Trump. But if you actually go to the quote, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not a Jair Bolsonaro supporter in any way. But I'm a supporter of the truth, right? Because this was a story about journalism. Jair Bolsonaro says that he will not accept the elections of what he thinks are an illegitimate election. The same kind of crap that Trump used to say. Like, I will not, you know, if it's illegitimate, I'm not going to accept it. Or, you know, like, oh, Mr. Trump, are you going to accept the results of an election? It's like, I will accept the results of an ele- of a legitimate election. So, Whatever. I'm going to get off the topic because I don't think I have a good narrative going. But you get the idea. Journalism no. is messed up. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted that quote. Captain Brunch, supporter of the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, do, you, do you want to try doing this skit? Did you get the, did you get the yes. text for this skit? Should I, should I do the first, the first part? Because it is a two-part technically. It's supposed to be like done on the same episode. Um, but not even necessarily. What was it? It was like... Right, it is a cold read, so... Go for it. Yeah, we really want to thank everyone with us right now. We're so happy you've decided to spend your time right here at Saturday Night Lit, now called um, Litcast. And the Soul at Stake Defense Fund also wants to thank you. They're the sponsors of today's show that I mentioned earlier, I mean last week. And I wanted to tell you a little more about the offer they've made exclusively for our listeners. So you mean they shouldn't tell their friends and family about this deal? Definitely not. This deal is especially for us, and we only have it for the first 666 donations. So go to SaturdayNightLit.com, and if I understand correctly, there are only 33 spots left. So I really want this just for our people. Please go now before it's too late. So what's the special? I'm seeing now that we actually only have 27 spots left. So I think maybe we should just save it for a special email we'll send to the people who've contributed. Ah, come on. Tell us. Uh, All right. All right. But let me ask you. 
Do you like video games? Video games? What's that? Oh, it's great. I totally recommend it. Video games are like drugs, but they only cause muscular degeneration when abused. They come in these things called genres, and apparently there's a genre for everyone. So no matter who you are, you can find one of those video games and become deeply and traumatically addicted to playing them in all of your spare time. Our friends at the Soul at Stake Defense Fund believe that chronic video game addiction is a fantastic deterrent to the modern human being having any interest whatsoever in selling their eternal soul for superficial thrills. And I just got a message that they've extended the offer. This is great wow. news. I'm reading right here that the first 10,000 people to send 10,000 Satoshis to the show will ensure that we can send a newsletter to the first 666 people to go to SaturdayNightLit.com and give us 10,000 Satoshis. But hurry, this offer ends soon. That doesn't make any sense at all. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Damn, I should have had the music ready. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if anyone was listening to that, that's, that's kind of the idea for the sort of um, fake sponsorship ad. That we're going to do. <laughs> and so the idea would be that um, if someone were to uh, live boost us in response to the ad while we were live, we would then shortly later in the show read your name. Mm. So it's like these are the people who've participated in our uh, Soul at Stake uh, defense, defense Fund. fund. <laughs> Yeah, and that so if, if you weren't with us last week, the, so the storyline was, um, oh gosh, let me find the text because it, I, I thought it was pretty funny. It was like, do you like me have a lifelong? Yeah, so it's like you're afraid that that the devil is gonna try to buy your soul, and so to avoid selling your soul to the devil, you're gonna become addicted to video games, so you won't care about anything in life um and so me as a, as a as someone who's played video games in my life um you know one of the first video games that i got extremely addicted to was diablo 2 i think that came out in 1999 no 2000 i think here we go we got we got to look this up it's probably not even gonna tell me stupid internet oh i must have been like 12 so 2001 I'm a little older than you right yeah so yeah so Diablo 2 I mean Diablo 2 when that game came out I would stay up till 6 a.m. like every day playing that game and so I know all about not caring about anything in life other than just playing your video game what did your mother think you know it's funny because my mother is one of those people who would get up in the middle of the night to go use the bathroom. <laughs> so I would almost always get caught. And the only thing I could do is if I could hear her get up to go to the bathroom, I could turn off my monitor and try to put something over the computer lights so that when she would open the door to check on me, she would not notice that the computer was on. Oh my God. And so then as soon as she would go back to her bed, I would go right back to my video game. So that was, yeah, that was the year 2000. 2000, yep. I remember I pre-ordered that game. I still, I still have the box. I, I, I love the, um, the little manual that came with it. Back when manuals had, you know, actual stories, you know, like actual lore about the game and everything. No, that was Diablo One that had the really extensive one. Diablo Two was alright, but don't, you, don't, 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 don't talk crap about Diablo Two. I mean, Diablo One was always going to be the best, probably because no, nah, Diablo Two was much better. 
It was? Yeah. Much but, you know, Diablo 1 has that one. I, I don't know. There's just certain things that are iconic from Diablo 1 that it Diablo was, 2 will never. It was um, more like a horror game. Like, oh, man. I love like that. Like the a- very atmospheric. So the first boss was called The Butcher. The Butcher. And when you got close enough to the butcher, it, it like it, the the focus would zoom on him, and it would go, "Oh, fresh meat." That was oh, it still sends chills down my I spine. I must have been a little kid playing with that with my cousin, <laughs> freaking the fuck out, like, "Oh my god, he's gonna kill us!" Oh, yeah. So you know, so don't sell your soul to the devil. Buy a PC console so that so that's what this was supposed to do so the newsletter then i guess is going to be basically like a how to build your own uh gaming pc but not really it has to be comedy also so it'd probably be something like just some funny way to pretend to tell you to build a gaming pc but really to just tell you to go to saturdaynightlit.com slash donate which doesn't exist yet comes with the latest boosters <laughs> booster grams <laughs> Boosted. Um, you know, so one thing I thought of, I wrote it down somewhere. I have a list. So I started coming up with a list of things that I was supposed to do. I didn't actually do any of them. But at least, you know, it's progress that I came up with a list. Ooh, this was something that, what time is it? So we, we, we could start to, to wind down with one of these conversations. But So let me do the other things in the list, and I'm going to come back to this one. So um, in regards to fiction, I think we need sound effects. I'm going to start going through um, public domain sound effect libraries, see if I can find some interesting stuff. And or maybe just, also some, what? Or make a list of, of like sound effects you want, and then we could try and make some. Yeah, I definitely want like uh, a, a thunderous stormy night. I just love the idea, like a windy, thunderous, stormy night, you know? So lots of, and then, um, you got it. Then promote in various places. So I did send it to Telegram. I did send it to Discord. I only sent it to one Discord community, though. So next week, I'm going to have to do it tomorrow. I did not send it to every Dohobo. I wanted to send it to them. Um, we need a landing page, so if anyone listening to this wants to build us a website before Chimp <laughs> learns how to use, why? Why? Oh, because the volume is too low or something. Why doesn't any of that come through? Because you because you turned it off. Oh right, I hate that stuff. Those sound effects. Um. Yeah. So if anyone wants to build us a, a loading page before Chimp learns how to build websites, or in a troll room, uh, we can call it a chat room instead of being a bunch of follow bots. Uh, we got to consider that too, because that way we can have like one centralized place where everyone who's listening to us at the same time could the go. The town square. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> town square. So, um, the the Miami memories. I had this conversation question topic thing. It's what is Miami? Mm. Uh, I could tell you about my memories at the Spanish monastery, or for sure, Grenolds Park. Mm. What? If I ever get knighted, I will be uh, Sir Chimp of the Knight of Grenolds. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that's definitely... Uh, so, you know, a lot of people have heard of Miami. Hmm. It's a very famous city in terms of United States cities. I, I wouldn't say it's as famous as New York. I wouldn't say it's as famous as Los Angeles. Is it as famous as San Francisco? I don't know. We get plenty of traffic, that's for sure. Um, 
but not a lot of people know much about Miami. And this is not like a Miami-centric program, but we are from Miami. So I think it would be worthwhile to at least maybe impart some of our local wisdom onto our listeners. I think one of the biggest things is that we're like the... um the hub for Latin America, South America, Central America, the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, that's for so, sure. So, you know, that's where that central node right there. Yeah, and Miami is a city in the southeast United States. It is south of New York by thousands of miles, I think. <laughs> a thousand. Okay, by at least a thousand miles. So, Miami, for those of you who are not from the United States, if you're ever listening to this, Miami is nowhere near New York. In terms of what we would call near, <laughs> um, my cousins in Brazil, for some reason, they think it snows in Miami. A thousand ninety-two miles, and it does not snow in Miami because they think Miami's close to New York, and they're like, "Oh, but it snows in New York, and New York is close to Miami, <laughs> right?" Because those are both in the United States. And I'm like, "Well, okay, look, Brazil is a big country, but mine is actually bigger." But they don't get it. It's okay. I love them anyway. Um, so, what is Miami? Miami. I think it it's uh, probably a Native American word or an indigenous people word. Um, That's the assumption. I was just reading about this the other day. Fuck. Why wasn't I ready? <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's probably the case. Or maybe, I mean, I think that's where the word comes from, regardless of whether or not that's actually why they call this place Miami. Well, it's the historic name for Lake Okeechobee. Miami, M A Y A I M I, Miami, M A Y A I M I, Miami, Miami. You know, I remember when I was in a debate, my like my junior year of high school. This guy, he said, oh, "Y'all are from Miami, Miami, Miami." Anyway, uh, so Miami. Um, I, apparently, I, it was the name of of Lake Okeechobee. Mm-hmm. It was established as a city something like 120-something years ago. Mm-hmm. And in the 90s, it's hard to say exactly why That's at this point. That's a big point, jump. Right? <laughs> I know. Uh, so like 100 years later, you see, so Miami's surrounded by other cities. Like, so the beach, right? People are familiar with Miami Beach, but they don't know that Miami Beach is not the same thing as Miami. <laughs> the city of Miami and the city of Miami Beach are two different cities. And the there are, there are more than 30 municipalities in the county in which Miami exists. So if you're not from the United States, you're not familiar with the county system, above cities, territories are grouped into counties. So multiple counties might be... I mean, multiple cities might be in a county. In the 90s, so like 100 years after the city of Miami was established, the county, it was called Dade County, and Dade County used to be huge. It used to include Palm Beach County, Broward County, and what's currently Dade County. They decided that they wanted to change the name of their county, probably a marketing ploy, public relations thing, to Miami-Dade County. 305. 305 to la die. (laughs) And and so I think this is perhaps, at least since the 90s, where a lot of confusion about Miami comes from um, because it's it's expanded the definition of Miami to be from, you know, to, to, whereas it was originally kind of restricted to Miami and Miami Beach, 
you now everyone can include themselves in Miami. If you're from Hialeah, if you're from Doral, if you're from Miami Lakes, if you're from Aventura, if you're from um, South Miami, if you're from Florida City, you know, like if you're talking to someone who's not from the area, it's pretty common to say, I'm from Miami. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's just branding, you know, and it's like, if you're if, if you're a New Yorker, you're telling your friends, um, oh, I'm I'm going down to Miami. They're actually going to Palm Beach, but it doesn't fucking matter. Like they know what you're trying to say. <laughs> you're going down to South Florida. Yeah. So we're reaching the end of our lit cast, and we didn't really get too much feedback. So if anyone is still listening to us, I would love it if you would just give us some feedback wherever it was that you got the link for this show. So, you know, if you saw the tweet, then why don't you just respond to that tweet and say, hey, I listened it, listened it, listened it to you. Uh, or if you saw it on Telegram, you can say, hey, I listened, listened to you. Oh, my God. Speak. I know, but, you know, there's this whole thing about the T's, right? So, the, so on the No Agenda podcast, they complain about the, the T being lost in modern, um, modern, the modern American English language, that people will will drop the T. So listened is a great example. Listened. You know, there's, I, I, I'm not using any T in listened. I'm using it where the D, D is, you know? So <laughs> listened, <laughs> listened that, you know, that, I, I don't know. I have to listen to how a British person said, listened. Yeah. I mean, listen to me. Consonants tend to fall off words, especially when they're toward the end. Consonants. Mm-hmm. What did I say? You said continents. <laughs> <laughs> That too. <laughs> maybe or maybe you meant incontinent. Incontinence. And with that, we want to bid you guys a good evening. Yeah, so we'll see you next week. Um, you hopefully we'll be lit by then. Uh, I think that's going to make a big difference in terms of our ability to interact with our audience because it's going to kind of channel everything into one source one place and that's what we want we want to try to channel things into one place so it's easier to interact we want to interact more actively with the audience that's the whole point of litcast because today we've just been jerking each other off but next week we want to jerk you off mm. so 8 30 p.m eastern time this has been chimp and, and captain, captain brunch peace
So again, thank you for all of those who decided to spend their time with us at LitCast. It's uh, Saturday Night Lit, now called the LitCast. Just wanted to let Jay know that we start at 8.30. You son of a bitch. You gotta show up on time or you're gonna miss all the fun. But don't worry. We're gonna do this again next week. Y'all have a good night.